It's unt- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So. Hi, my name is Timo, aka Tim O Spears, and Lipe, aka Lipe Servat, and you're listening to Original Doll, the podcast. Hi. Hello. Hi, hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, 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 good. Ready to slay. Yes. <laughs> so we have a special guest with us today, if you can't hear us. And we're together. So it's going to be a fun interactive. It's my friend, Daniel. What is your Instagram, Daniel? Hi, my name is Daniel Ruiz. My Instagram handle is Denial Daniel, but it's spelled D-E-N-I-A-L and then D-A-N-I-A-L. So one more time, Denial Daniel. So it's D-E-N-I-A-L and then D-A-N-I-A-L. Denial Daniel. I I know, very confusing, but you know, it it flows together once you look at it. Yeah, once you look at it, it makes sense, especially the way that you're spelling the name. Right. I love his attitude. (laughs) Again, it's Daniel. (laughs) He's, yeah, he's very colorful in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not an early, early morning person, but I'm kind of like a late morning person. Does that make sense? It's like 9 30 here, so I'm like, oh my God, like I'm wired. So, but anyway. And Tim's just like yelling at me like he's a dinosaur. Rah, rah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, um, yesterday, completely two years of the last piece of meat tour show, which I, that's where I met Timothy. And actually, I met mm-hmm. Danny there too. Um, I didn't really remember until the post that Timothy posted today with. Uh, Daniel dancing to performing from the bottom of my broken heart. So yeah, it's been two years that we've been friends, girl. That's like oh, celebrate. Damn bestie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everybody for supporting us, supporting our podcast. Uh, we're getting, we're still getting a lot of um, good feedback from you all and a lot of people wanted to be on and so thank you so much for listening to us make sure when you listen to the podcast you tag us leave us a voice message share on instagram we love it we love it we love, it. We love the attention and like that's that's keeping us motivated honestly like if no one's staying engaged like how do we know we're doing a good job exactly and, you, know, you know we we really enjoy when we get feedback uh, pro, mainly pros. We don't really care about the, the negative feedback as much. No. <laughs> but I don't think we've really had anything negative so far. I think just people we complaining. Haven't. Like, I want to be in the next podcast. And it's just hard, guys. It's just hard to pick somebody. There's a lot of men of you that yeah. want to be part of it. But we will try but We to. have a roster yeah. um, lined up. So we do have a roster. So just be patient with us. And um, if you really want to be on, we're going to try to get you on eventually. Um, if not, um, I'll our next podcast so just <laughs> <laughs> on the 26th which is coming up we're going to be doing a giveaway um the only qualifications that you just have to like this post on instagram and be following us on instagram which is original dog the podcast and you can see we're going to give away a limited edition pink uh baby one more time cassette, on cassette unopened <laughs> um straight from target um the year was 2018 that they released it so i have a version i mean i have a copy i wanted to give it away to celebrate this podcast so yeah give it a like and um a winner will be chosen soon but hopefully by the time this podcast is out yes 
So the reason why Daniel's on the podcast today is because he helped me move across the country. All right. Uh, yes. How so was he was it? at my going. It was a journey. Actually, <laughs> it was really entertaining. It was really entertaining. We got to sing to some music, and um, I don't know what else we ate. Uh, a lot of food. Dunkins. I got Dunkins. So coffee. much Dunkins I coffee. Yeah. Well, it's a good. Like I, I have a big music catalog on my phone. You do. So I'm, I'm always entertained somehow. But um. Would you like share the ride? Yeah. Like sometimes you would sleep, and then Danny was like driving while you're sleeping. Not no, really. he offered to drive. He did. He offered <gasps> to drive multiple times. You're but I'm such just a not. Diva. I don't allow. I know it's. I am a diva. I don't allow people to drive my car, and I don't tell people that. Honestly, I only offered to be nice, and I didn't actually really want to drive. Exactly. So <laughs> it's okay. He, he snapped a couple of times, like, and he got. He would flinch, like thinking, like we're gonna run into a truck driver. We almost <laughs> ran into like three truck drivers. I, I know. know I was, was terrified. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but no. Um, um, like I for sure for sure like I look forward to road trips because of Dunkin' Donuts I could just sip on my coffee so um, anyway and, oh, okay. and by the way Dunkin' Donuts are not sponsoring us but if you want it please I would love, love a Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship that that nothing I want to be Charlie D'Amelio like it would be everything to me. <laughs> But yeah, so pretty much, uh, I know Daniel has a good relationship with Bernie Spears because we first met in Austin, Texas when I visited in the summer of 2016, and I saw him dancing in the club, and we just did connect, and we talked about Bernie, so I know he has a, a solid report to Bernie, and he has a few stories uh, about, from his childhood regarding to free Bernie, so since he's here with me, it just made sense for him to join the podcast, and he actually said he wanted to be on the For the Bottom of the Broken Heart episode. I love so, it, it just the stars align for sure for sure so introduce daniel hello daniel how are you i'm doing fantastic thank you guys for having me on this uh show podcast it's it's really an honor. Thank you for driving for Timothy, you know, make, making sure he's safe and sound. Because well, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do this podcast I slept most of the time, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, who are you? Like, where do you live? How did you find us mm-hmm. on podcast? Tell us a little bit about you. What did you do with Top well, Bottom? Well, kidding. one day I was scrolling through, you know, Apple apps, and I found this original doll. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be gold. The last guy said that, and we believed it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so my name is Daniel. I'm from Texas. I live in Austin. I've been in Austin for about eight years wow. now. Um, more about me. I'm very sporty. I've captained two flag football teams. I play a lot of flag football. I... I kayak on the river a lot. I live so close to it. Oh. I love to travel. I'm so glad we're traveling again after being shut down for so long. Yes. Um, um, what else? What else about me? Um, as far as my experience with Britney Spears, you know, I go, I've been a fan since I was like, you know, a little kindergarten boy. I remember she, unfortunately, she wasn't my first album I ever bought, but she was the second one, Baby One More Time. It was the blue <laughs> CD, not the pink CD, the blue CD. Oh, Remember those? I had Remember? The pink oh, I had, I had the blue one, yeah. and that was a rare commodity back in those days <laughs> of someone in kindergarten yeah. because they had the, the blue, blue. see I had the blue one everyone's like oh my god mine's pink I'm like oh, well sorry loser mine is blue <laughs> <laughs> we gotta look into the research on why they did that because I know there's three different CDs I think there's more like, than three the- to be honest I mean maybe in the US it's three but in the whole world there's so many 
different. Oh yeah, no, in the, in the whole world, but I'm saying in the U.S. Oh. for sure, there was like three different versions, and I'm like, there was obviously the the iconic pink and the yes. iconic blue, but there was another. I version, think there's like a beach like, collar kind of. Exactly. Uh, I got. We got to look into that. Why was that? Was that just a marketing gimmick? It I think for us. <laughs> I think. I think what happened back in the day, they used to like like a million CDs. So then they would, you know. So does one million CDs, and then the next million would be, you know, different manufacturer or something. Maybe, uh, or maybe you know yeah. what I mean. Like some of the CDs there's like Virgin, some of the CDs there's just Jive. So I think when I think that's what happens. They don't. They maybe use another manufacturer, or I don't know. If you remember the blue version, if you mm-hmm. lived in the U.S. as a kid and you grew and you bought purchased the album and you got the blue version and the pink version, please comment that. Let us know. Yes. And if you have a theory on why they did that, please let us know. Yes, and, and I'm blue cd just know that you dominate <laughs> <laughs> and also in a fun fact for the, you're you're a top <laughs> <laughs> if you're blue you're a dom love top. That. but you know another fun fact about that cd is that um in the first i don't remember if it was the first a thousand or the first million cds on the last song i think it was the beat goes on after the last song there's a message of britney have you ever seen that or heard that but there's like a, a hide voice note with Britney and I think it's uh-huh. I think it's the blue CD but it has to be the mm-hmm. very first pressed but she kind of mm-hmm. like thank you this is my first album blah 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 it was kind of a, a hidden track hi this is Britney Spears and thank you so much for buying and listening to my first album it means so much to me that you enjoy listening to my songs as much as I love singing them now I've got something very special just for you I'm going to give you a private sneak preview of some new music from an upcoming album by some label mates of mine, the Backstreet Boys. That was called I'll Be The One, and I think it's going to be number one. Next up is something a little different from the boys. It's called Show Me The Meaning Of Being Lonely. And last but definitely not least, a beautiful ballad called I Need You Tonight. Thanks again for supporting me, and I hope to see you all at my shows very, very soon. Bye. A lot of people don't know about this. I don't. I have no idea about that. Maybe I have to go back uh, to a blue CD. But the funny thing, when you put the CD on your CD player or whatever, it does not mm-hmm. show an extra track. It's just that the oh. beat goes on is actually longer. Is there anything else about you that you wanted to share? Um, I'm very experienced with Britney. I've been to two concerts. I was very upset. Did you go to Austin? I made my mom. Show? I made my mom. I made my mom buy Showtime just so I could see the Onyx Hotel tour in Miami. <laughs> I was like, we have to have Showtime. I was like, I don't know how old I was. I was like 12. I was like, Mom, we have to get Showtime because I cannot miss the Onyx Hotel Tour. Oh, meanwhile, so, how old were you? Um, I was like 12, I think. Oh, my gosh. Um, you were 12. Is that appropriate? Did, like, did your mom give you shit because of like... No. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, I've been watching horror, worse things since I was like three. Yeah, because so. I just remember when Onyx around the time, like, I wasn't able to watch it because uh-huh. it was like so sexual. And like my family would like oh. warn my mom, like, don't let Timothy watch. Watched the oh. Hotel or the, the do, news. Oh no, my do, parents hadn't. They didn't give a shit. So. Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know a funny thing? I remember when Britney went to Brazil in 2001. She was just performing. Oops, I did again tour or whatever. She had all mm-hmm. those outfits and you know very like you know shorty shorts. And I remember you know to Americans, I was like, oh my god, I'm shocked. Like this person, you know, with this age. But in Brazil, like. Even the Onyx Hotel tour or any of those, like, it wasn't really a shock to us. You know, Brazilians, we always wear small things, teeny tiny mm-hmm. things. So it's funny how, 
it's funny. a different culture. Yeah, yeah it's a different mm-hmm. culture. Oh my god, Onyx Hotel to me is one of my favorite uh, tours. I love that tour. You don't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's 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 good. I just prefer another tour, but you know, it's okay. Now, Danny, uh, did you go to the Peace of Me tour in Austin? Did you go? Uh, yeah, yeah, I went to that, which was what Britney Spears last live performance yes. so far yeah. thus far yes. wow uh-huh. it's crazy it was yesterday so, yeah, two years ago yeah oh it was yes. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i got to get on the floor because this awesome girl had two extra like floor seats so me and tim fought over it <laughs> i did not no tim wanted to, he so badly wanted to go to the floor you could tell just like i was like tim come back to earth you've seen <laughs> no, her no. a million times i'm not gonna lie and i was like about in tears, I was like, I I need this. I oh, love this. I love this. Story. this. Okay. No, it's always about. <laughs> no, let, me, let me say this story. Let me say this story. Okay, so a lady comes out to me because I'm, you know, I'm wearing like all my Britney shit and everything, yeah. and I'm like dancing before the concert started. So she's like, Hey, I have two extra tickets to go to the floor because we had general admission towards that. Oh, that's but how I'm you like, went oh, down no. there. Oh. I only have four. T- there's four people here, like, and, and I'm like, and then David was like, I could take those, and I was like, oh, yeah. He was just like, I like yeah. pros. He was, he was like, oh, but I have four friends. I'm like, I don't care. I'll go down there. Like Tim, you can stay up here. I was like, oh, I was like okay. don't you dare. How dare you try to like take away my experiences? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I let him go, and our friends go. He eventually made it down there, though. But yeah, I, I eventually actually we like towards the end of the con. I think halfway through, uh-huh. someone saw the, um, me dancing, and then they're like, "Hey, I have tickets." I was like, "Okay, perfect." Oh, that's how you. So, I got into it in the front because I remember, I mean, I was in the front and then I was like, because uh, I remember you had a general admission and I, oh my God, I wanted uh-huh. to be with you. But, and then I remember seeing your story, like, how come that bitch ended up in the front? <laughs> oh, baby. Well, I was also, I mean, I got to a, a couple of fights that evening because oh. like people were mad that I was trying to cut or whatever. And I'm like, you're not even singing along. And she's like, oh, I'm a big Britney fan. I'm like, what's the name of the song, honey? And she didn't know. <laughs> She's like, I just don't know this one. I'm like, well, I do. It's called Freak Show. So, anyways. <laughs> anyway. It's funny. When I, um, anyway. that show, I met so many people. But this little girl, not little girl. She probably was like 18 or 20. And I was at the first, you know, on the, what's it called? On the barricade. I was right there, really by the stage, right in the front. And then this little girl, she was very short. And she was like, she was crying like, oh my God, I love Britney since I was, you know, a little girl. Do you mind? Uh-huh. And she was crying tears. Like, girl, if you were, I don't remember your name, but if you're listening to this podcast, I love you. But she was like, please, can, did you let me just go to the front? I really want to see her. This is my dream. Like, she was crying. It was so cute. Uh, she, I mean, that would work on me. Yeah. And then, I I, obviously, I seen that show a hundred times. So, of course, I let her. And plus, I was taller than her. So, you didn't really, you know, did anything on my view. But um, I was so happy that, you know, could help somebody in the show. Daniel lived for it, too. Because, like, I told him, like, hey, right when she performs this number, come back. Did he come back? No. <laughs> he <laughs> stayed for the whole encore. He's like, fuck Timothy. I oh, did, right? actually. Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> were, you, were you close to this stage when <clears throat> she, she did Freak Show or no? Um, no, I, I made it like halfway into the crowd. Uh, I started out in the back. And I was slowly coming up. I'm not that aggressive. And it was just real. I remember that concert. It was just 
Everyone, you know, there's people sitting on the ground. I'm like, yes. what are y'all doing? Like, yeah. stand up. Stand like, up. Shit. Yeah. That, like, get, you get your picnic girl. basket up, fold your blanket, and stand <laughs> up, bitch. Like, I don't think no one really knew at that time. Because at, at that time, that's when Domination was going to be announced. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, didn't really expect it was going to be her last performance. No. They thought there were, she was going to be on stage yes. in right. yeah. two more months. You know? I mean, I was one of them because I bought four tickets for the first shows. Like, the first four shows. Like, oh, my God. Because I think the Domination was... The announcement was one week before the Austin show. I think, I think it was around that yeah. same timeline. Like it was like a day before, or a day after. Like yeah. that's when they announced Domination. So, um, and then Domination was going to start in February. So yes. like you know, from October to February is you know not that yeah. big of a break. And I also would like to send big kisses to Joseph because he also was with me and the whole entire show. We went to your party together. Remember? And thank you so much for being there. He gave me a <laughs> ride. You know he's. If, if I'm not mistaken, his mom what was with ride? us. No, a car ride. Okay. <laughs> his mom was with us. I, I think it was his mom or his sister. I don't remember. She also went to the show with us. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I think so. The Onyx Hotel tour was, you know, it was a good show. I, you know, I did enjoy it. I, I, I loved, you know, Breathe on Me, the Breathe on Me performance. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say though, I think the Dream Within a Dream tour was probably her best. Um, the choreography was great. It was just kind of like a, it was a big shift from, you know, from Crazy 2K and mm-hmm. which I did it again. For tour. sure. So it's like just a big shift. It was a bigger production. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the opening, you know, the opening song, Oops, I Did It Again, in, you know, on Dream Within a Dream. It was just so like, I just felt it was just so like powerful. She was just so like, you know, it was feminine, but like very, very dominant. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, a, I'm here. This is the new Britney. Like this is me. Here's my presence. And I just felt that through the through the opening number, uh-huh. just through everything she was doing. So I mean, and you know, I did you have the DVD? Yeah, I had the DVD. I watched it on HBO <gasps> on that November <laughs> 2001. One. Yeah, because uh-huh. it was like ten days after my birthday or something. Yeah, and oh, oh, I'm an, oh, it's I'm gonna I have a little bit of a tragic story. Oh it's kind of funny, but no. So, so well, yeah, I was ten years old. So I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. If you don't know where that's at, it's like literally five hours. Um, what's the direction west of Dallas? So it was a, it's a city of like two hundred thousand people. Okay, and so on the second leg, she came. I know the exact date on June fourteenth, two thousand and two. Oh my gosh, Britney Spears came to Lubbock, Texas, on her Dream Within a Dream tour. What? So and I remember. Okay, so get this so the tickets went on sale like in march in march of that year 2002 you know at the time you know you had to go stand in line to get tickets you Mm -hmm. know we don't there was no online ordering system like i do now so the tickets sold out like in like a little over an hour you know i was 10 years old so you know i made it a point every day literally every day to listen to the radio to try to win tickets or whatnot Uh and my big break came in may of in may a month before the show they announced that they took they were, those tours taking down those background screens, so it opened up like a thousand more seats. So they sold oh. those seats, and I was able to tell my mom, "Oh my God, buy these tickets!" And then we got them on the phone. And, oh, yeah. how did you so find cool. that out? Like they announced on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I listened to the radio literally, religiously every day after school to try to win these tickets, oh. and then. And then, you know, I, and then we got them. And then, so, you know, June 14th, 2002 rolls around. She comes on, you know, she performs. Oops, I did it again and crazy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the arena just like just goes dark. What? For about you know, like a blackout. Yeah, the arena just yeah, like a blackout. Like it goes blackout for like ten or fifteen minutes. You know, nothing's going on. Oh my god! Finally, finally, like like 
I guess like the emergency lights comes on, not like you know like sirens, mm-hmm. but like just like back like backup lights come mm-hmm. on in the arena. And she comes out on stage in the overprotected you know outfit mm-hmm. with her stage manager. The stage manager breaks the news that you know there's it's unsafe conditions. You know there's a power transformer that blew out in the arena. It's unsafe to continue the show. Oh, and so it's just kind of like, is this a joke? Like what's going on? And Britney Spears, she's just like you know in tears. She's like, she I'm was? so sorry. Please. Yeah, she's like 20 years old. She's like, I'm so sorry. Please don't boo. And she runs off the stage. And, you know, it's a it's an arena of like, you know, 15,000 people. I you know, imagine. So people begin booing, you know. Like, I'm 10 years old. So this was like my first concert. I worked hard to get these tickets. I was bawling my eyes out. Oh. Like, my world was over. Oh, <laughs> so I, I cried all the way home for like 35 minutes. All the way home. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, so like eventually, you know... They weren't able to reschedule. We got our refunds. Okay. But I remember for like literally like three or four months after, I was just so hurt. I was trying to sell all my Britney Spears um, merchandise. I was just oh. like, I was like, she betrayed me. I that tried to sell like my, I tried to sell like my, my, my convenience store Pepsi cup that I had for uh, her. Yeah, those yeah, big I, ones. I, that, I, that, I had like so. 10 of them. I was like, I'm selling these for $5 each. Yeah. No one bought them, obviously. But and, to, and nowadays so they expensive. value like $30 or more. But, but now, probably they'd be worth some at the time. I was just so like upset and just so dramatic. But you know. Oh. Yeah. So you actually, so you actually couldn't finish the whole show. That's no, sad. we only saw the first two songs, and then like the intermission, and then boom, that happened. I so. didn't know about this story of this cancellation until I met him. Oh you know, my god! Like I never read about that. Remember? Me neither. You sent me an article. Yeah, I, and yeah. it's legit. And if you go to the Wikipedia, yeah, go to, page, go, go to the Wikipedia, go to the Dream Within a Dream Tour Wikipedia page. It'll show. There's like a section about controversies or cancellations. Uh-huh. A Lubbock, Texas is listed it's on there. Yeah, and obviously Mexico City. And you know, yeah, Mexico City. They're both listed there beside each other. Yeah, yeah. But the DVD doesn't even talk about the cancellation at all. They just like it goes into a weird montage, like a slow motion. Yeah. And the concert, we're like, girl, you canceled the next concert. Talk about that? Like, oh, is that stages? Yeah, yeah. stages. stages yeah. But I was surprised that she didn't reschedule. Um, you know, she usually. Well, that was towards the end of the concert. Uh, that was towards the end of the live. The tour, okay. Yeah, because I saw her 10 days after. You saw June 14th? June 14th. Oh, a month afterwards is my concert in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, and that's around the Justin Timberlake breakup time. Oh my goodness. Maybe maybe if she didn't break up with Justin, maybe she would have rescheduled. I don't know. Maybe. Oh my goodness. Oh fuck Justin. But you know <laughs> but you know you mentioned the Mexico um you know, I don't know if you know this, but in the Femme Fatale tour in 2011, she did a free concert in Mexico because Mm-hmm. Because of what happened back in 2002. Is that the real reason? I think to leave so. It? Or I think is that so. just your made up version? I think so. It's conspiracy, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, that's a conspiracy. But maybe. I think it makes sense. I think I may, it does make sense to like make it up for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was probably written like into like. You know, like that was part of the contract. Like, hey, yeah, you, you could come to Mexico, but you have to give a free concert. And, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Because I remember that year. I think Rihanna, if I'm not mistaken, I know Katy Perry for sure, but Katy Perry, her last her last date of the tour of the, I think it was Teenage Dream, was also for free. So I think it was one a thing that the artists were doing, or maybe that was the case, because I remember Rihanna and Katy Perry, they did 
the last day of the tour for free. Because you like, I feel like you're coming up with something. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. You can Google it. No, I know there's a free concert. I know. And another fun fact about Mexico is that for the longest time, what did they say? Like the middle finger was called. Uh, they had a certain word for it. Oh. Um, the Britney or could have sworn like something along those lines because like it just you know like she flicked off a paparazzi in Mexico. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. it made the news here. Yeah. Oh. Like it. Like I remember watching. See, like my aunt was talking about it because she would watch the Spanish channel. She's like, like. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was just you know like this. I could have sworn it was called the Britney. Someone in Mexico told me. It's yeah, so something funny. along those lines. Yeah. Because oh, they just weren't used to the middle finger, the and that yeah. was like the you know so offensive versus it, like they took it as like a F you to their country not to the F you as to this paparazzi and I mean we have a so. lot we we have a couple Mexican listeners so if you guys went to that concert in 2011 or 2002 leave us a voice message we'd like to know a little bit of the history behind that <laughs> <laughs> alright let's talk about the official fifth single from the bottom of my broken heart welcome Britney Spears collapses. Are you ready? That's my prerogative. Now watch me. The single was recorded back in 1997. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was recorded pretty much the same time when she recorded her baby one more time. It was released mm-hmm. only December 15. In 1999. Mm-hmm. So if you guys listened to our last podcast, Born to Make You Happy was released December 5th. And this one was literally 10 days after. Um, mm-hmm. I think they had this rush to be like, you know, this is the last single we need to release. Maybe it wasn't the contract that so they need to have five singles on the album. So they really rushed uh, the single because we don't have that many information. Um, mm-hmm. It was written and produced by Eric Foster White, he was very uh, well known to create beautiful ballads at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sold uh, one million mm-hmm. copies worldwide. Uh, this was, again, we spoke a little bit on Born, Born to Make You Happy episode. That was the fourth official single in the US, mm-hmm. but in Europe, that was the fifth official single, and um, vice versa. It achieved, mm-hmm. it achieved a little moderate success in the US. Um, it only went to, I think, the, the Hot 114 at the 14th position. Mm-hmm. Um, but Britney released, the song was in the 52nd position. And so when it was officially released, it jumped to uh, 14. So it was a big jump at the time. You know, people wouldn't, yeah. back in the days, we didn't have Spotify or anything like that. So that, that was pretty much radio and pure sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they were targeting this single for areas that Britney really haven't been big, which was like mm-hmm. in New Zealand, Australia. She picked number 20 in New Zealand and 37 in Australia. So, in mm-hmm. the US. like a test market. Yes. So, the music video um, also was again the controversy of Burn to Make You Happy music video, Britney being pregnant or not. This also was commissioned by Jive. Um, I really, this is just a conspiracy of myself, but I really think they really wanted to rush the last single because Oops, I Didn't Get It was coming up the next year. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I don't have the date that the music video was released. I, it was recorded in California. It recorded, I think it was recorded by FM Rock Production Company. It was directed by Gregory Dark, which I don't know mm-hmm. much about him. 
Yeah, I haven't heard that name either. Yeah, but he actually wanted it, like Jive wanted it to change it up the Britney baby one more time, sexy, schoolgirl, to something more melodic, more like... What, but I wonder why, because they knew. Yeah, they, they knew, knew, but that was the direction. Was selling. Yeah. So why wouldn't they stick to like, hey, let's book mm-hmm. Nigel Dick again? Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> what I mean? Dick. Like, why would they not, like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just, you know, at the time there was a lot of conservative people that were, you know dragging Britney for being too sexual so they want to like let's see if you can so reach let, yeah. so let's try to appease the, the parents exactly so then therefore once oops I did it again comes out we could shock them again yes yeah so we don't have that many informations about music video or anything else because again it was the last single of baby one more time and um, oops I did it again was coming on right after so mm-hmm. I think they really really rushed this single just to Contract reasons. The model you mentioned is the same model from Tabor to make you happy. Yes. Correct? Yes, it's the He's same cute. model. He's cute. He's cute. I mean, I don't really... Yes. Not, I'm not really into blonde. I prefer... Well, he's like brunette. Yeah, brunette. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But, um. I just like... I like the music video because it just... You know, it's like... You know, it, it reminds me of like a small town... <laughs> You know, like, there's, like, this love story that happens in a small town. And then she's, like, in front of, like, the sunflower field or something like that. Like, she's mm-hmm. in a sunflower field. Yeah. And just, yeah. I remember, like, being very pretty. And she's packing up her things to say goodbye like, to her. Because she's leaving. moving to the big city so that way she could release her new album. We've said it again. <laughs> but <laughs> we laughed. You and I laughed. We mentioned the last podcast that uh, in the song, Born to Make You Happy, he's the motto. But apparently it wasn't because she ends up leaving him exactly video. <laughs> she, so he goes to the bus stop and it's too late maybe it's too little too late maybe that was a continuation you know maybe they meant to have the same guy in two different videos i don't know <laughs> but you know the first time from the bottom of my broken heart was performed was in pompano beach uh in june 28 in 1998 i think it was like the hair Hair zone tour. The hair tour. Yes. Also, Britney performed for the very first time. Um, is it the very first time? I think so. On the Grammy was the first time that she starts with From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. Was that the first time? Oh, I, don't, I don't know if it's the first time, but we saw it. We just saw that video today. Yeah, so, I think that was the um, first time and she was nominated for Best New Artist and Best Female Vocals. Which, by the way, like later, a Grammy executive said like that was a regret of them of booking Britney Spears to perform. Oh. Or something like that. There's a story about that. Like, pretty much he was like, oh, it was just going with the fad of the time, but like, mm-hmm. I regret it. I'm like, what you have the Miss Britney Spears um, performing for your fucking award show excuse you yeah and on top of that it was like an exclusive performance like I was telling Daniel earlier I've never seen that choreography debate one more time oh me neither so like I think it was just for that performance you guys can see a um an interview that she does for the Good Morning America right before the Grammys and she was really like she was really excited very surprised that she was nominated all right Spears won her first talent show when she was just six years old, and she hasn't stopped since, with awards from MTV and Billboard to her credit. But all of them might just pale compared to her two Grammy nominations that came just this week for Best New Artist and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Britney Spears, good morning. It's so good to have you here. Congratulations. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. 
What was your reaction when you got the nominations? I was really just happy to be there and be part of the whole Grammy Association. So when he said my name, I was like, wow, it's just such an honor, seriously, to be nominated. But with all the success, you must have known that there was a pretty good chance. Um, well, of course there was hope in the back of my mind. We can all dream. But um, when he said my name, that's just like the reality. I called my mom. I was like, guess what? So I was really, really excited. We all fantasize when we watch the Oscars, when we watch the Grammys. You know, I, I'd be up there, and here's what my speech would be, and we all think about that. <laughs> Have you thought about that, what it would be like? Um, not yet. I haven't thought about what I would say. Um, but I, I do. I need to make some time to think about that. But um, I'm going to be so nervous. Oh, my Lordy. I'm going to be just... <laughs> It's going to be fun. And if you actually see uh, the, at the performance itself, she was really nervous. At the end, you know, she didn't even smile. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe everything went perfectly. Like, she was very honored and very happy to be there. Aww. Unfortunately, our girl didn't win, but uh, I think she fucking rocked. The performance it was amazing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm just thinking about it from her perspective. Like, think about it. Like, she grew up watching the Grammys, loving Whitney Houston and, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Jackson and stuff along those lines. So, like, that must be, like, your first time at the Grammys is kind of, like, you know, the most surreal experience I can imagine. Yes. So, I'm sure she's like, oh, my God. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the first time I think she meets Whitney Houston? Or, like, I think she was so. In the presence of Whitney, she was nervous to introduce herself. Yeah. Or something. So and that cute. Rosie O'Donnell was like... What do you mean? Like, You're just Britney. say, oh, baby, baby, and someone's going to come to you. Yeah. Like, she's like, and, she, and Whitney might be like, oh, you're that girl. Oh, my God. So, like, Rosie O'Donnell, I think, said, like, in the interview, she's like, the next time, she's like, oh, I'm going to be at the billboards, American Music Awards, or something along those lines. She's like, stay with me, and I'll introduce you to some people. Oh, uh, that's funny. So that's very sweet. Now, uh, I understand that you recently sat behind one of your idols. Yes. I did. At the American Music Awards, I sat by, um, behind like Whitney Houston. But I was too, I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to be like, hi, you know. So I just sat there. I was like, I'm not believing. I've idolized her all my life. And she's sitting right there. And you didn't say anything? No. You could have just went really low when it was quiet. Baby, baby, <laughs> it's hell and my. You know, she probably would have went, are you that girl? You know. Now, are you going to the Grammys? Um, I hope so. Yeah. I'm not sure. If you go, you hang around with me. I'll introduce you to all these people. Okay, cool. All right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I feel bad for you. You're sitting there with a number one record, afraid to say hi to Whitney Houston. <laughs> she's very nice. She doesn't often show up, but she's very nice. That's very right, super Back sweet. to the single. No, yeah, I don't have much information. I think <clears throat> the last fun fact I have here is that around that time, there was when uh, people started speculating that Britney and Prince William had an affair. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I'm about to. Yeah, I know that because <laughs> in the same at the same interview at the same interview for Good Morning America they ask, and I will put a little bit of what she said here, but basically she was like, I don't like to talk about my personal life, but he's cute. <laughs> Got to ask the question: Is there really going to be a date with Prince William? Um. Well, I really I don't like talking about that part of my life, but um, he's cute though, isn't he? He sure is. <laughs> I think so. And you have the perfect name to go over there <laughs> and go out with the Prince of Great Britain. Um, I don't know about that. Well, thank you. <laughs> that would be nice. If they had an affair, get yeah. it, Brittany. So, Danny, when did you actually saw the video? I can't remember the first time I saw. I know I was little. I I feel like it may have been on one of those um. 
on one of my VHS tapes too of like some of her videos mm-hmm. from her first album. I do remember that tape. I remember <laughs> I got in trouble one time with my mom, so she hid my Britney Spears videotapes, but I found them eventually. <laughs> They're on the top of the fridge. <laughs> uh, Why did she hide that? I don't know. I got in trouble. I did something at school, so like uh, she took them away to punish me, but a day later I was searching when she wasn't home. Oh I searched God. for a while. It was, I probably searched for like five minutes, but to me it's like hours. But I eventually found them, took them back, and she never knew that I found them. So. Did she forget that she... <laughs> yeah, she forgot. <laughs> that so my mom used to do that with my exorcist tape. I was so into the exorcist, and she she hid that, and then I found it later. You should on. see the facial reaction you just did to that. I'm like, what demon are we talking to? Like, I would have took that video tape away from my child, too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I don't remember the first time I saw it. I just... I just remember, like, when I did watch it when I was younger, it was like, you know, it was like, you know, obviously she was, like, in high school. They're, like, on top of, like, this, like, they're in this, like, picturesque town. They're, like, they're, like on top of, like, this wooden, beautiful, like, water tower, like, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out. They're, like, on the football field, throwing the football around, playing around. So, to me, when I was little, I was just like, oh, those are totally goals, you know. I'm, like, yeah. five years old. Yeah. Oh, in ten years, me and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> When you know I was straight, so me and my girlfriend are doing the same thing. So for me, it was gold. Now that now when I watch it now as an adult, I was just like, this is really cute. Like, Super. It's I was like as like a really targeted demographic they were going for. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> for but it's sure. really cute. It's a really good song. I mean, she looks great in it. Like she has that you know that that short like kind of wavy hair. Mm-hmm. She she looks very like down to earth, very small town. They did a really good job of depicting her in that video to be a small town, very down to earth girl. Yes. which she obviously still is. But you know, she is just the look. The look is just very. I mean, to me, it's just a. One of her lesser known looks, but it's actually it's a great look. I love the hat she wears too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so cute. And she just looks so adorable. Know. Like you know, I remember so, that as a kid. Yeah, that's so that's my take on it. So I mean, I think it's under the radar, like yeah. treasure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and and I want and I want it to stay that way. And I think it will. So <laughs> only only real bitches will appreciate. Yeah. Yes, so, exactly. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love the music itself. Uh, mm-hmm. I think back in the day, I'm not gonna be repetitive, but I think was one of the first ballads that I heard from her when mm-hmm. I just met her and I just love the vocals yeah uh, I just love the song and I, th- I think most of the most of the performances we looked up on it she sings most of them you know like Life. like really powerfully and very well it's just so like I don't know what's your favorite performance of the from the bottom of my broken heart you start yeah, yeah 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 so I mean so um Gosh, um, I'm gonna have to go. It was either between the uh, the Oops tour, mm-hmm. or or from Rockefeller Center when she did it on a New Year's Eve. I want to say her vocals were very strong and confident in the Oops tour, which was great. But I'm going to have to go with the Rockefeller Center performance because it's just so – it's like, you know, it's 1999. It's late 90s. You know, it's reminiscent of the era. She's She has the exact same hairdo as she does in the video, you know. She <laughs> looks adorable. She's cute. And, and it's just a great background. I don't know. It's just very – it's just so like – you know, the Britney now, we're used to like a spectacle, you know, how she's, as she's evolved, you know, she's gone into more spectacles and things like that. It's a very like toned down, very mellow performance. And their vocals are, oh, yeah. to die for. Yeah, her vocals are great in it. So, I mean, I just think it's my best, my, sorry, my favorite performance of that song just because of that reason. It's so simple. It's so cute. It's with the time. It's very, you know. Never look back, we said, how was I to know? 
It's nostalgic. nostalgic. So, yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Timothy? What's your favorite? Yeah. So this, I honestly, I don't have a favorite. You don't? Um, and, uh, like, honestly, none of them are memorable to me. <laughs> I, I like. I might get canceled. <laughs> you are um, canceled. Do you know what? You're not. You know. You are no longer the guest. I am taking over Please. original doll. I'm no. sorry. Change, <laughs> the, don't, don't change stop, the cover. Put stop. my face over his. We're doing it right now. Don't stop following <laughs> us. Please keep. Honestly, <laughs> just none of them are reminiscent. Um, like I'm like, oh, like I remember that as my childhood, or like, oh, that was my go-to from the bottom of my broken heart. Mm. It just wasn't my go-to song, unfortunately. I'm sorry to, you know, feel free to cancel me. <laughs> cancel. But cancel um, watching the performances today before we recorded the podcast, um, I did like, I, Dana doesn't like it, but I did like the, the was it the Crazy 2K version? She's wearing like the, a, a purple dress. Yeah, yeah, I like the dress. I think it's cute. I, I did not like the I thought that was so awkward. Like, you know, just have the guy on stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, was Heartbreaker. Like, <laughs> like he's like, yeah. It was so tight. I'm going to dedicate this song to you. And yeah. she awkwardly sits, like, on the, the rest of the chair. And they just stare at each other awkwardly for, like, yeah. the first yeah. verse. <laughs> it's a little awkward. they take him away. I'm like, okay. It's always awkward when they have someone on it's stage. It's awkward, for Except sure. for Freak Show. Like, yeah. it, it was always going right. to be awkward. Yeah. But um, I just like it because it's short. It's like to the point, like okay, she got her, she gets her belt in next performance. I, I just, I just, I honestly did not like her dress not performance. Me neither, not because it was like revealing, not because it was really. It was just the color. I was just like that I color like is just color. so like to me. It was, I like mean, a hot, I it was like a hot. hot I feel pink. like that was like the baddie, like bad bitch dress in the year 2000 probably yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. she was and she is very right. form-fitting exactly. she looks like a baddie yeah, yeah. i mean she like her body looks amazing it's just the color i'm like you could have gone with like a black or like a navy or like maybe a green yeah not like this hot like I, I honestly, aluminum I pink i just hot aluminum pink is what i thought i just it was. thought like that so, dress was kind of like <clears throat> it didn't go with the tour like with the concept or the other ones like i thought she, i don't know it, i literally felt like she was she just chose one of her dresses. When this is the dress I usually go. This is the dress I usually go on a date. So I'm gonna put this uh, on. <laughs> I just can't get over the. Are you a heartbreaker? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna dedicate the song to you. So you're the ultimate heartbreaker. Mm, mm, mm. I can see why he's a heartbreaker, right? Have you broken some hearts? A couple. What's your name? Peter. Peter? Is it okay if I dedicate the song to you, Peter? It's funny. And it's speaking of each free concerts, that that also was a free concert. Yeah, that that live from Hawaii. And that's yeah, the child open for Britney. So oh those people so that ever wanna those people shade. that come here and shade us for Beyonce fans, girl, she's too open for Britney. Okay? That is like the okay. fun fact that Britney fans love to stick to, especially when Beyonce fans shade Britney fans. We're like, your girl opened up for like, Britney. Actually, back in the day, they opened up for Britney. And on top of that, there's even like an MTV clip of like Beyonce like talking about Britney. Britney Spears, yeah. and it's like it's like kind of like a 30 minute special on Britney, and it's narrated by Beyonce. 
I got oh, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. And he's like, Brittany's from Catwood, Louisiana. And like, I was like, she's a small town girl. And <laughs> all in Beyonce's voice. And I was oh, like, yeah. I live. Because there was a time when Beyonce wasn't Destiny's Child. She was the spokesperson for MTV News. Oh, that's so funny. I make sure I'm going to put Wait. that on, on here, too. Her boyfriend pulled up his hood to hide his face. She let go of his hand and walked the other way. It wasn't her father. It wasn't a jealous ex. It was an MTV News cameraman. Just another night in the life of Britney Spears and her boyfriend, Justin Timberlake. Yes, Britney Spears did it again with hardly a reason to say oops. Shattering first week record sales for a female solo artist and selling over 6 million copies of her sophomore CD. Britney has gone from last year's pop princess to this year's pop culture icon. Real or fake, that tattoo can be seen as another sign of a rapidly maturing Britney. From Louisiana schoolgirl who sings to a sexy, self-assured young woman surrounded by publicists, stylists, assistants, and drivers all in a dizzying 18 months. That I used to watch it on TRL, mm -hmm. obviously. Everything I used to watch on TRL. <laughs> but there was a day that I watched it on TV in my living room and my mother and I went to Target that afternoon oh. and purchased the Baby One More Time CD. Oh, so I was cute. very delayed in the Baby One More Time CD physical to me, owning a copy. Um, but I, it was weird. I don't know if you remember the packaging from the CDs in Target back in 1999. It was like the CD was on top, mm -hmm. but they had like this huge. Oh, like, the plastic case. thing. Yeah. Oh, and it was like yes. long. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know which one it's like it, I guess it was like that like at Best Buy too. No, it was like that at Walmart, but like Best Buy and Target, that was like like plastic casing. And it was like, yes. Long. Yeah, it's yes. Like, like, do you have to be so extra? I don't yes. know why. I just remember that. I think I don't know. Reason. I think like it was more valuable back in the days. Nowadays, like who who buys it? You know, who purchased those CDs? It's, I could understand that. That's why, like, you know, eventually is they it took like a security thing feature? Now? It was probably security and maybe yes. for valuable. Maybe yes. both. Like they're like, we want to make sure we don't break it. Yes. What about you? I'm assuming you saw the video later on. Oh yeah. I don't. I, again, I think I first saw that with my prerogative DVD. <laughs> uh -huh. But you knew it was a music video. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Um, but my my favorite performance, just going back, um, it is the Grammy. Um, I thought everybody oh, yes. was gonna say the Grammy, but it is because she starts off the performance, you know, with very vocal and powerful. Uh, raw, like, you know, even like, you know, when the microphone makes that echo, like, like, you know, and even the beginning that happens. Yeah. So like, girl, I don't just lip sync. I sync live. Yeah, exactly. Here I am. Yeah, you exactly. know, so to me, we, that's I, she favorite. definitely showed out. Yes. Even though that performance of From the Bottom of Working Heart was only 30 seconds long. Yeah. She made sure she gave it. Yes. It was, yeah, it was okay. I would say those are probably the strongest vocals of that, of that song I've, I've yeah. heard. Yes. It was everything. It was good. Yes. yes. So, uh, Yeah, I think that's my favorite. And I also would like to, guys, rec I recommend to you guys to see the Good Morning America performance because also it's all live. She gives us a little interview before. It feels like she didn't want to be there. <laughs> But the performance is really good. Yeah, she was probably She was probably had a concert the night before or something. Homegirl yeah. was overworked and we just didn't know it. Yeah. 
Do you want to be featured in our podcast? Leave us a voice message. You can leave us a voicemail on Instagram or using the link in the description of the episode. You might be featured on the next podcast. Ice. Right. Ice. Right. That's so good. Oh, I like this part. All right. So, Danny, this is the time that we... Sp- we ask you a couple questions about Britney. I okay. think you probably answered some of them, but so the first one, uh, when did you start following Britney? So you basically said, but um, so probably I guess 1997, 1998. Because I remember, I do remember when um, Baby One More Time dropped. I remember the video watching on MTV. Like I was like in kindergarten uh-huh. when I first started watching Britney. So yeah, that's when. Yeah, so it's been from the beginning. Well, from the beginning of her like major stuff, not when she was making Mouse Club. So. Uh, what's your favorite album? Oh man, that is that's a good question. Mm. Um, I'm gonna have to go. You know, it's hard because Timothy has always said that. Um, uh, was it Blackout was probably her most underrated? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not true. I was just like, her best album is definitely uh, in the zone. Oh! But you know, that's what I, originally that's what I thought. Okay. But now, over time, I'm just like, you know, Blackout is probably the, the best album, I think. I love actually. that. It's very, it, is, it is very underrated, undervalued. There's great hits on it. It's just, it's very, I don't know. I just, like, I love Freak Show. Freak Show's good. Obviously, Radar. Radar is like the extra single on every album now. It's like, <laughs> plus the extra single, Radar. I'm like, oh, it's Radar again. That's so, so funny. Yeah. We will yeah. talk about that when it comes, but apparently... She had uh, uh, it wasn't a contract that to release that on Blackout mm-hmm. and then do all the things that happened. She, I have a I have yeah. a theory on that, but I'll get to that. We'll get to that in the radio comes out. Yeah, but I have a really good theory about it. Yeah, now. so I, I'd say Blackout probably at this point. Yeah, you know it's funny because Blackout is pretty much the favorite of every guest. Pretty much, like, I would mm-hmm. say seventy yeah. percent of their guests they love Blackout. In my in my view, I I would say In the Zone is mm-hmm. probably that's my favorite. Best, just for me because I love Breathe on Me. Sexual, um, sexy. What's that? The hookup. I love the hookup. Oh, I love Such hookup. a fun song wait so let me ask you this question because i love hookup and i think it's a very underrated song Would, i think so don't too. you guys think they should britney release hookup nowadays because all this reggaeton all this latin people uh-huh. like j Balvin, bad bunny don't you think if she Girl, re-released if that she song would be a bop like any reggaeton artist on it that would be like i would say yeah yeah if she had it to, if she did it today she would have to do it with a different current artist Maybe change up the song a bit, but mm-hmm. other than that, I think I think it could be a, a pretty good bop. Yeah, a pretty good bop. With Jake Balvin, I wonder if Anita. if nowadays would she get canceled though? Because like she is kind of like putting on an accent in it. Is that culture appropriation? Uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like she would change up a bit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Different yeah. times, you know. Maybe a little so, like and, different. And, and, I, and I'm more I'm more than sure they would because you know she's never been in a controversy like that. No, no. She's always stayed in her own lane, which yeah. is great. Then I feel like you know if they were to redo say the hookup today, uh, they would obviously keep the same elements. They have to mm-hmm. change a few parts, which is no mm-hmm. big deal. We all learn and grow. So. I mean, it's not even culture appropriation. It's just the accent. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's easy to change. Like, yeah. It's yes. like, do we need so the accent? Okay, great. But Let's the, you have to realize they don't re-record vocals. 
with Britney. They keep the same phone <laughs> for 17 they years. They used to, not anymore. <laughs> if she performed from the bottom of my broken heart now, either they're going to go with the studio chart uh-huh. or they're going to go with a version that they own the rights yes. to that was live and then we're going to be shocked. Like, she's singing <laughs> live. <laughs> like, oh my God, she sounds like her 17-year-old yeah. self. <laughs> Okay, we always asking this together now. So, what's your favorite single and your favorite music video? Ooh, okay. My favorite single. Oh, that is a hard one. But I'll, I'll start with the video first. Uh, I'd say my favorite video is um the crazy video. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, uh, I love it. It was just I remember that's when I because I remember that's when I actually began like falling in love with Britney Spears when that song when that uh, video dropped. It's just so like. Again, it's so it's ha- it's so '90s, you know. You've got mm-hmm. what's her name, Melissa Joan, Joan Hart, Hart in yeah. it. The yeah, so so you got her in it. It's just so fun. Like you know, she's like, it's like, how do you describe it? It's just so like Kemp. It's, it's like it's like clubby, but it's like innocent clubby. Yeah. You know, she starts off like as a server, and she go. She's like getting off her shift. She starts with as a server. She goes and gets her makeup done. They're just like dancing, having fun in this warehouse with this DJ. Mm-hmm. It's just such a fun video. It's just simpler times. The choreography is great. Her energy is great in it. The remix you know, is great. Hair, like, her hair is like her hair is like long and wavy, which you don't really see a lot. Mm-hmm. And she just really rocked it. And I love the pause. It's like stop, and then they pause. They look around for. <laughs> like seven seconds and then they just look back at the camera and then you know they get back into it and I love the little um, the break dance scene at the end with Melissa Joan Hart in it so yeah it was, I, I, that's my favorite video that's my favorite video no you know what it's right. not, you think it's Melissa Joan Hart it's a Melissa Joan Hart lookalike and is it the, really? in the dancing scene oh, uh-huh. and it's not her oh, okay. okay it's like she Melissa Joan Hart is an amazing video yeah. she's just like it's like standalone shots yeah. uh-huh. there's one scene I always thought it was her dancing I'm like damn yeah. she could dance Me too. no it's yeah. a backup dancer that just looks like Melissa <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> and I didn't realize that till like later on. Oh, you know what's funny? So about the crazy videos, I, I don't know how people didn't know because like I knew that choreography when I was little. Like I would be in like in front of the TV dancing that choreography. Which, yeah. <laughs> how did that how did no one know? You okay, know? Darren dance grooves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really hard. I would say my favorite single is It's Gotta Be Circus. Oh. It's gotta be circus. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason is just because I mean so funny it's just so when circus came out um i worked at sonic in high school oh and so like i made like a sonic version to that song it's really corny and cheesy i think you sing it i'll get i'll have to think about it i'll sing it but the reason i like it is just i i like the video i like the circus Mm -hmm. theme she looks kind of like you know a marilyn monroe or or madonna but like her own own way yeah Mm -hmm. it's just it's fun like and it's just like you know you know I think, and I think it goes back to, you know, the reason Black, I was just kind of like, I guess, I think overlooked, because, you know, she had all that, you know, her life was just like, you know, getting crazy at that mm-hmm. time. So that's probably why Black, I was overlooked. And like, Circus was just like, a big comeback. She was like, oh, I'm yes. still relevant. Yes. She's like, this is my, like, I, I'm still relevant. I'm still here. I can still do this. Mm-hmm. And she did her, music videos are fire. I thought Circus was a great song. I think it's catchy. I just, I just love what she does, like, with the hat and the video, and then, like, the elephants and stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, it's just, it's a fun song, you know, and... Yes. I don't know. And I, I, made, I made a Sonic version to it. Do you want to so sing to us, or no? <laughs> oh, sure, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. So instead of saying circus, it's, it's called manager. It's like, all eyes on me, I'm the center of the job, just like a manager. 
when I when I crack that whip, everybody gonna trip because I'm the manager. Or it's like, or like the second verse is like, there's only two types of cooks out there. The ones that hang with, no, I'm sorry, the ones that uh, work the grill and the ones who fry. Yes! <laughs> There's only two and types I, I, of cooks I in the I, world. Hold on, that's one. And then, um, oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm cracking up. Oh my God. Like, oh my it's like God. I'm like the fry cook. I call the shots. <laughs> I run the grill. I make the burgers and the hot dogs. <laughs> 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 Sponsored by Sonic. Sponsored by Sonic. So yeah, and I had like a whole dance, and I needed the whole song done, but I just don't remember it anymore. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. So yeah. Do you have a a favorite tour? Well, I think we discussed this earlier, but (laughs) I would definitely say Dream Within a Dream. I love the again the Dream Within a Dream concept. Mm -hmm. Again, it's just like a. It's when she elevates from, you know, the innocence girl. Obviously, you know, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. So, you know, it just kind of elevates to I'm a, I'm a badass Britney now. Like, I'm 20 years old. I'm not a teen anymore. <laughs> so the opening thing is just great. You know, I love, I love, um, I think one of my favorite songs is um, What It's Like to Be Me. Uh-huh. Um, and I love when she comes out, like, you know, in that little, like, ballerina box. And she begins with "Born to Make You Happy," um, "Lucky." I love rock and roll. She's on the the barge. Yeah, and that is, think, he knows the whole concert. Yeah, uh, yeah. of course, he's a stand. Like no, but he knows the choreography too. Oh, yeah, I know the I know the choreography pretty well for oh, most songs. So. I wish you guys could and, see you know, it. I, yeah, and the thing is, and I love, and I just love the love, love, love. Um, the ending of. The dream within a dream, like when she's the water, all the, time. Yeah. the water, she's on the barge, and you know, obviously, on when you watch it from live from Las Vegas, she's like, you know, in slow mo. I love that <laughs> with the Victoria's <laughs> Secret million dollar bra. Yeah, and I just, I just love like you know, like like the the music they made for that mm-hmm. that tour, the Dream Within a Dream sequence, mm-hmm. like the. It's just so like the arrangements. It, it, it literally feels it feels dreamy. Like I, I close my eyes, listen to the song. It just feels it feels very dreamy. Like I'm like I'm flying through a dream. I yes. feel like I'm yeah. I feel like I'm flying through a dream. Like even like the faster sequences or like the slower sequences. Yeah. I just feel like I'm literally flying through a dream. I love I that. It, it's it just, was just a dream. It was it's just a dream. dream. Obviously, you saw her live, right? So how many times yeah, have you seen her live? Just twice. Just okay. the. The you know the short lived uh, Dream of a Dream concert back mm-hmm. in Lubbock, Texas, and then Piece of Me when she came to Austin. So, yeah. Cool. Obviously, you know I'm a huge Free Britney activist. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you find out about Free Britney, and what are your current thoughts about the movement and stuff along those lines? Um, I can't I can't pinpoint a specific like point or like moment when I mm-hmm. saw the Free Britney movie. I think I may have. I mean, I've been scrolling through like someone's like Snapchat story or something Too like much years TikTok. ago, <laughs> like or like, 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 no, like three or four years ago. Okay. Like, I remember seeing hashtag Free Britney, mm-hmm. and I was and at first I thought it was a joke. I think at first it started off I, to me it started off as just something that was just kind of like playful as a joke, you know, because mm-hmm. of like her current affairs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I think I saw like on Snapchat just someone like hashtag Free Britney. And then over time, I've just seen how it's just kind of evolved into, like, this actual movement, you know, dealing with, like, her personal life, like, freeing her from the conservatorship, you know. And it's just kind of, like, like unraveled, like, you know, 
all the stuff she went through all these years, like, you know, she was just overworked, overused, abused, you know, for her looks, you know, mm-hmm. taken advantage of to make money. That's all been exposed. And I think the great thing to take about from the Free Britney movie is that this is not just a Britney Spears thing. This is actually something that happens to most of your favorite celebrities, probably. Mm-hmm. And it explains, you know, the memes that joke about, you know, the 2007 Britney. You know, it actually all makes sense. It's like, oh, wow, like, crazy stuff was happening to her. She just... She just happened to reach a breaking point and just, like, lashed out. And it makes sense now. I mean, and so my current thoughts now, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, like, the most educated on it, but mm-hmm. I, I support it. I think it's great. I think it's really exposing, like, you know, like, the music industry and how mm-hmm. how rough it can be on people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you see Britney Spears, you see this, like, perfect image of her all the time. And it's just like, well, you know, she's been manipulated to, to produce money, money, mm-hmm. money. You know, I feel like at this point, you know, she's just money lost, maker. Like the like, she's lost like her identity at mm-hmm. this point, and it's really sad to see. And this exposes, you know, like the dark sides of fame and Hollywood, Hollywood agree. and what it can do to a person. So yeah, one hundred percent. The last question is: If Britney's listening to this podcast and uh-huh. you could leave a message to her, what would you tell her? What would you say to her? Um, I would say, Brittany, I have literally loved you since I was five years old. You, you really, honestly, honestly, I think I would say you had a big influence on the, the first uh, 20 years of my life, keeping me happy, engaged, falling in love with your music, like, every day, even if it was, like, 10 years old. I hope, I hope and hope that things work out for you for the best, whether you perform again or not. I just want to see you living a healthy and happy life again and you know for the rest of your life you don't need to make any more music perform again you know i don't care at this point i just want you to come out on the good side and then we'll remember you as you know from the past you know you you britney spears you have earned your spot it's time to rest, girl. Okay? You do what you want to do. <laughs> we love That's that. It. Oh, <laughs> oh, I would like to thank you, Danny. It was so much fun talking to you. You're like mm. such a like, you know, fan. It's Dan. You're so positive. I think I really enjoyed it. I felt like I know you for so long. It's funny that Brittany connects people like that like i yeah. i just love it thank you for being here no thanks for having me this was a lot of fun i haven't talked i haven't talked for a full hour about britney spears in such a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surprisingly you would think we did the whole road trip but we didn't yeah no so. I, I, i'm actually shocked i had this much to, like to say i'm just like oh my god like i, I actually talked about yeah. you know britney we could go on and on and on honestly. right i was just like, i went on and on for a whole hour like it was it wasn't hard like, i was like man i won't have anything to say but i had a lot <laughs> to say and i have like more to say but you know we'll hold off yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so one more time my instagram my name is Daniel Ruiz. My name is spelled differently. So my my first name is spelled D-A-N-I-A-L. So that leads my to my Instagram handle spelled just the same way too. So my Instagram handle is Denial Daniel. So again, D-E-N-I-A-L and then D-A-N-I-A-L. Denial we'll Daniel. Tag him in a post. So you tag me, we'll get that in. So but yeah. Follow on. me, message me. I'm free to talk about Britney Spears or whoever. Do you want news? 
Yeah, I want nudes, yeah. <laughs> if he tried to tell me that Christina's better, I'm going to be like, look, she was already liberated and it didn't go very well. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> we were listening to Liberation, Liberation on the way here for a little bit. After song two, we were like, okay, bye. We were just, it's a little bit of a borg of an album. Yeah. Some of the songs are good. Some of them are just like a little too yeah. you know, slower paced. Anyway, okay. no, yeah, kidding. Anyway. She is. She is. just kidding. Anyway, well, thank you guys for having me. This was fun. I look forward to just listening to everything else and other yes. guests you bring on. So, yeah. well, thank you for being on um so yeah thank you for everyone who's listening in feel free to give us a follow again original doll the podcast send this to a friend please um you more likely if you're listening to this you i would hope you have a britney spears connection in some capacity and we just want to try to connect to people all around the u.s and on top of that the world um and hopefully we could you know continue growing this podcast so that we could we could continue continue and finish the singles collection that's our end goal obviously exactly and then <laughs> our giveaways going to be coming up um Next so week. again it, it's not too late yeah but yes. by the time this podcast is out um I, it'll be up. oh you're right yeah i would like to thank everybody as well please to uh tag us when you listen to us follow us on instagram twitter send us nudes we love that yes and- nudes are a must but also not nudes voice memos we love them <laughs> we love we, that more than nudes. You- we do love that more than nudes <laughs> we haven't gotten a voicemail in a bit and we want to make sure that we could yes. feature you guys on our podcast this is not uh, Timothy and Felipe's podcast this is our podcast so please stay engaged because this is a, you guys are going to strive us to continue this forward so thank you for listening send this to a friend and peace out peace out guys I'll see you soon thank you <laughs> bye bye, bye. Baby, what you see is what you Hi, what's up? This is Britt, and I'm not in right now, so do your thing. Beep! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eu fiquei tão feliz quando eu fiquei sabendo que Fê começou o podcast do Original Doll sobre Britney Spears. Uh, no dia que eu ouvi o primeiro episódio dele, eu fiquei tão feliz, porque pra mim, é, assim, ele é uma das pessoas mais queridas que eu já conheci, mais maravilhosas, tem um jeitinho de falar, um carisma que se traduz na, na, na fala dele, e um, o podcast da Britney é, é, é muito informativo para as pessoas que, como eu, somos fãs, mas uh, não sabemos tanto, não temos tanto conhecimento do que tá acontecendo, quanto o Fê e as pessoas que fazem parte do podcast com ele, dos... dos um, das pessoas que ele recebe no podcast e ninguém melhor do que o Fê para apresentar tantas vezes que ele já conheceu a Britney e já foi nos shows, eu tenho muito orgulho e te admiro muito, um beijo, amo o podcast